Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mike and Andrew show. I'm Andrew Sroic here with Mike Meredith and our good friend Ian. Hi, Ian. Introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, hey guys. Uh, like Andrew said, I'm Ian. Hi, I'm also a uh, you know resident of the Detroit area. So uh, yeah, mainly a Detroit homer. But uh, yeah, side note, go Sharks. So <laughs> go Sharks, man. Outside of them, yeah, it's pretty much all Poverty. strictly Detroit. Po- poverty fucking franchise. Okay, well, the Leafs are poverty in the playoffs. They're, they're good in the regular season, but that's besides the point. And then, uh, Mike, <laughs> how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Glad to be back here for uh, episode number three. It's going to be a good one. Yes, sir. So let's get right into it, man. We got the NFL week two. Obviously, on Tuesday's episode, we covered tonight's game between Minnesota and Philly. Um, yeah, so this week, Lions are taking on Seattle, favored by now four and a half. The line opened up at six this, this week, four and a half, Lions at home, home opener. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson with the whole ski mask thing. I wonder just how many ski masks we're going to see at Ford Field, uh, this weekend. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, considering what I've seen on like at the internet and whatnot, uh, that Amazon sold out of ski masks a couple times. <laughs> you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of impressive seeing that. And then the uh, the blue ski masks specifically were being priced at higher amounts than the other ski masks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I'm like, I'm like, I, this this could cause some problems because like Detroit already has kind of a you know bit of a reputation. Um, and, uh, I, I just hope people don't fucking ruin it with the ski masks and end up fucking doing stupid shit and just making Detroit look worse than it already is. I'm just, but I got the Lions in this one still. Um, Seahawks didn't look good last week at all. Didn't score a single point against the dog shit Rams. Uh, so yeah, I got the Lions in this one. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions as well. Um, Man, I think this is going to be the game where the Lions just blow the doors off of Seattle, have a big statement win after the big win over Kansas City. I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, no, I think think the the Lions want revenge for last year. That's for sure. Yeah, I would would agree on that one, the revenge for last year for uh, kicking them out the playoffs. But uh, I don't know if I see a blowout. I don't know if I see a shootout like last year either, but uh, I, I think I like that four and a half. Maybe maybe a full a full score by the end of the game. But yeah, yeah. I'd say up to Detroit by seven. Yeah, no, I, I I think I think Detroit just blows the doors off Seattle. They did not look good at all, and it's it's interesting that the line has moved down to four and a half when it opened at six. But um, I, I think that's just Vegas trying to cut their losses if they can. Uh, let's see. We got the Raiders and the Bills on on Sunday afternoon as well. Buffalo favored by eight and a half. I'm gonna take the Raiders though. They didn't look too bad this past weekend. I mean, yes, they looked bad, but they didn't look like horrible. And I've lost all fucking faith in Josh Allen. He is boo boo garbage. <laughs> Man, the Bills. Their Super Bowl window is like about damn near closed. They just lost to freaking Zach Wilson. <laughs> close, close, motherfucker. They are 
they are fucking they're done. They're done. They're they're done. They're not they're not winning the division. Sorry, but they're not. Yeah, Josh Allen throwing uh what was it, three picks to what was it, James Whitehead? Yeah, that's not a good look. And then yeah, losing to Josh Allen. Not not losing to Josh Allen, losing to Zach Wilson. Not a good look again. And then, you know, losing from what was it, a walk off punt return? <laughs> not 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 a good look. And O T no less. Well and and that's that's the thing too about about just those three picks they were stupid picks you would expect like a rookie quarterback to make not someone who's been in the league for as long as he has someone who was touted as being almost as good as Mahomes you can't be making throws like that that I, that was just so bad i don't i don't know he's he's just fucking horrible he's he's so bad yeah, for sure. You th- That's the type of throw that you expect the guy on the other side to be making, you know? <laughs> right. That, uh, you would expect Zach Wilson to be throwing three picks. Not not fucking Josh Allen, but he, he's done for, man. He is he is done. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Raiders. I don't think they, they cover, but I'm taking the Raiders in this game because there's just no way. <laughs> the Bills are so bad right now. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know if the Bills, you know, blow them out. If, if, I, I'd say it's a toss-up. I could see I could see it going either way, but at the end of the day, I think it'd be Bills by a field goal. Yeah, I, I would. I would probably. I could see the Bills winning it. Obviously, the Raiders are pretty bad, but you lose to Zach Wilson. I don't have any faith in it's you. It's not a good look at all. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Uh, we get we got the Bengals and the Ravens. Since he's favored by only three in that one, obviously coming off a tough loss to the Browns in Week One. Um, and and the Ravens with the coming off a win, so uh, I think this is going to be a very close game. I think since he's going to win, I think they cover as well. Um, but only time will tell with that one. Uh, the Bengals just did not look good at all in in Week One. Yeah, the Bengals, man, they got to bounce back after that tough Week One. Like Joe Burrow has got to come out. And play, and this is what happened last year to them too. They started out horrible the first couple of games, and then they finally got going. They just need to start getting going right now because that was just a horrible week one game for them. Yeah, that's that's definitely some facts right there. I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, it was the weather. You know, you were you, Joe Burrow. You just became the highest paid player in the NFL. Like, I don't give a fuck what weather you're playing in. You better ball out, day in, day out. Right, three points ain't it, Chief? Right, right. <laughs> I, I, the the Bengals, they they have to bounce back after that. They they can't be that bad, right? Like I didn't say, we'll, we'll definitely see against this Ravens defense. That I I would argue they're better than the Browns. I I would so too, we'll but see. we'll just we'll just have to see. Um, the Chiefs taking on the Jags, favored by three and a half. Um. Jags coming off a a tough win against Indianapolis of all teams, so I don't think the Jags are really that good. Just because that that was an ugly win. It was a win, but they were they were playing pretty close with Indianapolis for most of that game, and you can't be doing that with a team that's that bad. Yeah, that was uh, that was a game I was watching pretty closely because I was, you know, I was kind of interested in watching Anthony Richardson and whatnot, but. Uh, he he, he kind of surprised me. I think he did halfway decent. You know, not bad for a rookie quarterback. You know, twenty four of thirty seven, 
with a touchdown and a pick for 223 yards. And, you know, a Jags team, which, you know, went to the playoffs last year, and people were, thought they had a better team than they, you know, made it to be out to. But, you know, I, I don't think they're as good as people hype them up to be. Trevor Lawrence, pretty damn good. You know, the rest of the team, it's, they're falling in there. You know, Calvin Ridley had a great game. Zay Jones had a hell of a fucking catch that game. You know, so they have the team. It's just, can they keep that, you know, performance up? If they keep having these close games, can they get out of them? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I still think Chiefs win this. They more than cover, though, by that three and a half. I think that three and a half is a little misleading just because of the loss um, against the Lions. But uh, Chris Jones is back. He signed, uh, I think, on Monday this week, actually. So, um that, that kind of sucks for the rest of the teams in, in the Lions division. So, you know, it is what it is. You just hate to see it. You hate to see it. Oh, boo-hoo. No. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Yeah, man, I think uh, the Chiefs do bounce back in this game and cover that, that spread of three and a half. I do think, though, the Jaguars will keep it within at least a score. But um, I think it's probably going to be like a touchdown win. I see them winning by like seven. Uh, I think Chris Jones coming back will help them out. You know, um, him being out the first week was definitely tough. And, you know, Mahomes, man, they can't – the Chiefs can't go down 0-2, man, to start the year. Defending Super Bowl champions, can't do it. No, absolutely. They can't do it. Um, so we go we go to the Chargers and the Titans. L.A. favored by only three in that one. I am taking L.A. Uh, in this game. Uh, the, the Chargers were disappointing as an understatement for last week, but they, they did the Chargers thing and lost a game they should have won. Uh, I'm, I'm still taking the Chargers in this one. The Titans are dog shit. They're, they're just dog, dog shit. Dog, dog shit versus dog shit, man. I was going to say, this is one of the mid-offs. Yeah, I was going to say, Mike, what was your opinion on this one? I know you, you kind of like the Chargers, but, you know. Yeah, man. So I have been a Chargers fan for a while, ever since they've had, like, Phil Rivers on the team. And, man, they just disappoint, man. Every single year, talk about a team that just disappoints. I mean, look at last year in the playoffs, up, like, what, 27 nothing on Jacksonville and lose the game. Um, then against Miami, they had that win. I hate Brandon Staley. I think he's, like, one of the worst coaches in the NFL. He should have been fired like two years ago. I, I heard a comparison. Uh, Brandon Staley is the is the Scott Frost of the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> that's not a good comparison at all. Holy shit, that is a great comparison. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they both find ways to lose games as coaches. No, I know, but you don't want to be compared to Scott Frost, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, no, you don't want that comparison, but. Yeah, that's your, that is it's perfectly fitting, yeah. Exactly. You know, even as a Lions fan, you know, insert any Detroit head coach since the 50s, pretty much. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Wherever you are, Bobby Lane, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Uh, anyways, uh, we, got, we got the Packers and the Falcons. Um, Atlanta's actually favored by one and a half in that one. Um, did, did Vegas see Atlanta play football this week? Because they don't have a quarterback. Um, 
there, there was a point in the game where Desmond Ritter was four for four with zero yards. Um, I don't know how you do that in the NFL, but congrats. Um, he, he was he, he was two for two for for minus twelve yards by the way before that, uh, but no I, I think the Packers are winning this game and I think they blow the doors off the Falcons. I uh, underestimated the the, the Packers uh, early on this year and toward, towards like the end of the preseason I was like I was like eh, I don't know they they might be pretty good. I think Jordan Love might be that guy and I really fucking hope that wasn't true but it's looking like it's going to be true and again the Falcons are horse shit and the Packers look pretty good and I think Jordan Love is that guy yeah man the Packers um looked so dominant against the Bears like I know the Bears defense isn't much but just even the performance they gave was great Jordan Love had a great game um the only way the Falcons have any chance of even keeping this game close is B. John Robinson and Tyree Algier run for like 200 yards that's like the only way they're gonna get any offense um but I, I agree with you man the Packers are gonna blow out the Falcons. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm uh I'm in the same boat as uh you know, holy shit, Jordan Love. Uh didn't see that coming. <laughs> I was nah. like, you know, yeah it's granted it is the Bears. You know take it yeah, with it's... a grain of salt, but Exactly. You know, he he's still, you know, his first start you know, post Rogers era, you know, he, you know, he, we know he is, you know, QB one hanging 38 in that situation. You're the first time you are QB one, you know, your whole career and there's everyone else is under you. You, you got to give him his credit, you know, even as someone of, of who's a fan of a team in the, in the division, you know, I don't like to say it, you know, it's like when Aaron Rodgers was in this division the whole time, you know, he is a great quarterback, but at the end of the day, you know, you kind of like to shit talk him because, you know, he's a division rival. Right. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, I, th- I think it's a, the the pack's in a route in this one. Yeah, it's no, at I, least, it's at least fourteen. I I think I th- yeah I, th- I think I think probably around like ten to fourteen is is where we'll see the Packers uh, beating the Falcons there. I I just I I don't see how Atlanta's favored in this game when pa- the Packers looked ridiculous. the Packers looked really good. Desmond Ritter is one of the worst quarterbacks in football right now. Um I just yeah, no, there's there's no way uh the Packers are losing this game. I, I think Jordan Love is a lot better than anyone thinks. Um he's a lot better than I think too, but yeah. Um divisional game here Colts and Texans Houston's only favored by one tells tells you just how bad both these teams really are if if you don't have a spread or, or really it tells you how good a team two teams are how bad two teams are and we know both of these teams are garbage uh two rookie quarterbacks going against each other too which will be kind of uh interesting to see they they play each other twice obviously this year um being the same division um, I am going to take Houston in this one. I am not an Anthony Richardson fan. I, I, I don't believe in him. I think he's going to be a bust. He didn't play like one in week one, but I think he still will be. Uh, but CJ Stroud is just that dude. He, he gave me nightmares at, uh, Ohio state as a Michigan fan, but yeah, I, I'm taking, I'm taking, 
the Texans and the points on this one. I actually think I'm going to disagree with you on this. I, I really don't think, though, it's going to be – I wouldn't be shocked if Houston won this game, but I will go with the Colts just because I feel like they are the better of the teams. I mean, they are both dog shit teams. Um, I'm a little bit higher, I think, than you on Anthony Richardson. I think he'll be at least somewhat competent. Um, they do have a lot of drama, though, in that locker room with the whole Jonathan Taylor situation. But, man, I just – I can't, man. Houston's been so bad at just doing anything the last few years. I have a hard time picking them for winning anything. Yeah, I, well, they, they, they're two of the most poorly ran teams in the league right now, I think. I think sure. – I think yeah. – well, the, the Texans, we already know their ownership is a literal joke. Um <laughs> And and then the Colts in their owner situation, but yeah, no, I I, th- I think Stroud is just that dude. Someone's got to have to win. They're both zero and one right now. I think the Texans still win. Ian, what do you think here? Uh, I I think I'm going with with Mike here on this one. I I think I got the the Colts. They squeak by on like something. I don't know. It might be a shootout because just how buns both teams are. But like, I don't know. Uh, like you know. I was an MSU fan, so CJ Stroud, you know, lives in my nightmares as well. But uh, I, I don't know. He's an Ohio State quarterback, and we all know the history of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. No, I, I, so. I, I agree. Like OSU quarterbacks don't usually pan out, but CJ Stroud is that dude, man. I, I think I be the one to do it. I, I think I, I he'll break that trend. Guy. I think he'll break that trend of, of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL because. The dude is that guy. He he sees everything so well uh, in the game. But uh, moving on, uh, Bears and Bucks. Uh, Bucks only favored by two and a half. Um, I'm taking Tampa Bay, and they more than cover on this. The Bears are just so bad. Justin Fields is. Yeah, this is the a mid off of the century if I've ever seen one. <laughs> like, uh. One of the worst games of the early slate that that Sunday, but yeah, I mean, I I think I would do take Baker and uh, the Bucks by at least three, because you know that Bears that Bears defense is a trophy, a fucking just abysmal man. Like we we all know the Lions were bad last year. Like this is worse. The league, the Bears were like thirty second in the league in like damn near every category. So it's somehow. If you can imagine that, worse. <laughs> no, I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, man, Chicago is just absolutely trash. Um, I, I think that they're, you know, they're not going to do that good this year. I thought, I thought early on this year that maybe you know Justin Fields would break out, but that first game did not look impressive at all. We'll have to see, but um, I think the Bears just. They, uh, that defense is just so bad, man. Um, I think they're going to lose this game. Here's the thing. Fields, he's an incredible athlete. Like, he's probably one of the most, if not the most, athletic player in the league, I think. But it's just like, dude, he has – it's like it's like their head coach doesn't coach him. They just say, do, do your thing. Just do the thing to make us win, and it's not working because Fields needs – some sort of structure, and it's just like it's not working in Chicago. I, I wonder if they had a legitimate coach in in Chicago, he'd probably play a lot better, I think. But we'll 
we'll never know because I, I doubt Chicago ever hires anyone competent as a coach. Anyways, uh, moving on. <laughs> um, the a team that got absolutely blown out of their assholes by by Dallas. The Giants are taking on the Cardinals. The Giants are favored by four. Um, I know Mikey touched on this in the first episode. The Cardinals aren't favored in any game this year. Uh, yeah. And and I I think the Giants will bounce back after this. Oh, and speaking of the Giants. So, so you know how they got blown out by, by Dallas, right? Kadarius yeah. Tony was released by by the Giants, this, this or was traded or whatever the fuck. Shit talking all the fans, and he was he was shit talking uh, after that game, and it was like, oh dude, you literally cost your entire team the win this week. What are you talking about? What the fuck? You have zero room zero. to talk. <laughs> yeah, like what? The fuck, but yeah, I'm taking the Giants in this one. I think that I think they, I don't think it's four. I think they win by like two points, but we'll see. Yeah, man, this is like the perfect game for the Giants because they just got blown out so bad, embarrassed, and they get the easiest team in the NFL. So I do think the Giants will win. Um, the Cardinals are just so bad, like we said too earlier, like not favored in any game, and they're like it feels like purposely trying to tank, man. They just. They need so much help on the entire team. Yeah, I uh, I don't see Arizona really being or being deserving of being favored in any games as of right now. You know, they're giving me real uh, 2016. No, not 2016. Whatever the Lions went 0 and 16. You know, <laughs> 2008. Yeah. yeah, no, that yeah, I'm I'm getting that same vibe. To think about that. Yeah, that's why I don't even have the year memorized. No, I. That's how little I think was the Browns, right? Yeah, it's, Browns yeah, that was, that was the Browns. Was yeah, sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, it was one of those years. But, but yeah, look, it, it's that, that's, what, that's the Cardinals right now to me. Is they're they're on zero and seventeen watch for me right now. They <laughs> they might be the, the the first team to go zero and seventeen, and I, I would be excited for them because to me, that's an achievement. It's an achievement. <laughs> for NFL you are paid to be a professional af- athlete, and you go winless. Uh, look, seventeen games. Look, you played the smallest season, and you don't win. Look, the game. look, it's incredibly hard to go zero and seventeen. I, 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 th- I think the Cardinals win at least one game this year, but it ain't gonna be this one. That's that's for sure. Um, we're gonna move through the the le- next few games quickly, just so we can save some time for other things. Uh, you got the Rams and uh, 49ers. San Francisco favored by 7.5. I'm, I'm taking the Niners and the points on this one. The Rams looked good. I don't think they're that good of a team. I think Seattle's just that bad. Uh, and the Niners obviously just looked really good. But Brock Purdy still is not that guy, I don't think. Yeah, I'm also going Niners and taking the points because, yeah, that, that defense looked the part in Pittsburgh, so they definitely yeah. they're playing good. Yeah, man, the Niners look like one of the best teams in football, if not the best team. Um, I hear that you're not a big Brock Purdy guy. I think that Brock Purdy's at least competent enough to take the team that he has. You know, they're just so talented throughout. Um, I definitely want to go with the 49ers. No, I, I agree. I, th- I think Brock Purdy can take them to the playoffs. I don't think he can take them past the first round, though. He's just, he's not that dude. Uh, let's see, Cowboys and the Jets. Dallas favored by nine in that one. 
Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys on the points again. Zach Wilson is a bum. The Jets are a bum without uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Dallas looked really good. They're going to do the Dallas thing and go do really well in this season, and then, you know, be the Toronto of the NFL and just first-round exit. Yeah, 100%. Dallas with the points, you know. Yeah, no Aaron Rodgers. But uh, that defense, that defense for the Jets, though, I will say, one of the top in the league, you know, led by a you know Detroit product, yeah, no, Sauce Gardner. I Gardner. I think I th- you know the Jets defense is probably one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league. But yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm still taking the Cowboys and the points in yeah. this one. There's there's just their offense is too good, and uh, you know. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. You have to Zach you have to Wilson. add you have to add the Zach Wilson tax in there. Uh let's see. Uh Commanders and Broncos, Denver favored by only three and a half in this one. Um I think the Commanders are gonna take the upset win here. Uh Russ is garbage. And yeah, no, the the Broncos are gonna be really bad this year. I think that they, they can't they can't do what they did this past week. Yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna be on the watch to see how many, how long it takes for Russell Wilson to have more touchdown passes than bathrooms in his house again. <laughs> yeah, I'm also taking the Commanders on this one. I don't think the Broncos are gonna be able to do it. Man, I wanted the Broncos to be better this year because I thought Sean Payton would, you know, at least elevate them a little bit. But they still look so bad. They lost to the Raiders and just the Commanders aren't really that great either. But I will take the Commanders as well. I, I thought Sean Payton, he's a he's an excellent play caller. I think the big problem in Denver is just Russell Wilson sucks. He's he's, he's he's so washed up, man. Um, Miami and New England. Uh, Miami favored by three. I, I think Miami wins this one. New England doesn't look good. And uh, we just still keep knowing more and more that it was Tom Brady and not Bill Belichick. Yeah, I'm going to Miami too. Yeah, I'm also going with Miami. Uh, yeah, Tua's not in concussion protocol. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to keep going. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> uh, and then Monday, we have two Monday night games, which is a thing the NFL is doing this year, apparently. Uh, we have bad versus bad divisional games, Saints and Panthers. Uh, New Orleans favored by three on that one. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers, though. I think Bryce Young... Uh, he looked pretty good despite the loss uh, to Atlanta. He's going to settle in more. Uh, they have competent ownership and a competent GM in Carolina, so I think they'll be on their on their way back up soon. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the Panthers in this one actually. I think that this game is close between the Panthers and the Saints. I feel like though I'm going to lean a little bit towards the Saints. I'm pretty sure they got the home field in this game. Um, just. Um, I trust Derek Carr a little bit more. You know, Bryce Young is still figuring it out, but definitely by the end of the year, I think Bryce Young will have figured out, um, you know, what to kind of do, uh, you know, this being his rookie year. We'll see. I definitely think, though, it could go either way, but I will lean more towards the Saints in this game. Uh, the, Saint, the Saints are on the road. This is a, this is a home okay. game for the Panthers. So Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, that is in Carolina. Um, and then lastly, the eight fifteen game. Oh, wait, Ian, what, who are you taking in this uh, first game? Uh, yeah, for the first game on the uh, 
what I'm going to call mid-off Monday, because, yeah, both these games just absolutely abysmal scheduling anyway. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers here. So I think Bryce Young gets his first win in this one. And then lastly, uh, the 8-15 game, the Browns and the Steelers. Cleveland favored by two and a half. I'm surprised they're not favored by more. The Browns looked pretty good, um, and the Steelers looked uh, – they looked like the Steelers. Um Enough said about that. I, I'm taking the Browns and the points on this one as well. Yeah, take take the Browns and the money and run on this one. That's the only time you're ever going to hear me say that. <laughs> Steelers are finally going to get under 500 this year for sure, man. They just Kenny Pickett, man. I don't I don't trust Kenny Pickett, man. And I think that the Browns handle this one clear as day. Yeah, his last name yeah. is self-explanatory. Pickett. Yep. um so uh we're gonna get into some some week one power rankings real quick here let me pull these up all right so we're just gonna go into the top 16 teams and we'll just go from there um and you you tell me if they're too high too low or what number 16 the pittsburgh steelers uh, I think they are right where they deserve, right where they should be, right in the middle, because they're the most mid team in the league. Uh, I don't know. I, I think 16's giving them too much credit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta agree. You, I think you, they're you, you, you what? They scored seven points. I just want to double check that. Yeah, thirty to seven. I mean, granted, they did play the Forty ers but you know, seven points. No, you have to you have to give them the tax because they played the 49ers. You have to give them a little bit of a boost because they play the 49ers, uh, and and you know they also have the Kenny the the, the, Ken, the Kenny Pickett tax, the Kenny Pickett tax as well. That's a, yeah, that's he, a thing. He did throw two picks in that one. So yeah. All right, uh, number fifteen, New Orleans Saints. I think they're also right where they should be. Uh, they obviously had the win. But, um, yeah, they kind of look like dog shit. Yeah, I think the Saints, that's, like, a pretty solid placement. They're, like, to me, yeah, like, right in the middle between that, like, 14 to 18 range is where the Saints should be. Yeah, I was going to say, they should either be, like, between, like, 17 to 15. Yeah. Uh, number 14 here, Green Bay Packers. Um, they might be a little too low, uh, for me on this one, um... I, I think, like I said earlier, uh, Jordan Love might be ju- might just be that dude, uh, which I really, really hope not as a Lions fan. I think we all agree on that one, but oh, yeah. I, I think I think the Packers should be about twelve or eleven here. I think they're a little too low in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say I would borderline ten on that, but yeah, I I, I definitely agree they're too low, which is again feels. Weird for me to say as a Lions fan, but yeah, give credit where credit's due. Yeah, I think the Packers are too low as well. I don't know if I put them top 10 yet, but like you guys said, like 10 or like 11, 12 range. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Number 13, the Cincinnati Bengals went three in the preseason ranking, and they're now 13th to drop 10 spots. Um, I I would agree. I think they'll bounce back. Uh, Joe Burrow is obviously a really solid quarterback. He didn't play well, but I think they'll bounce back. But I think this is probably a good good spot to have them. Yeah, even with the loss, like, I get, you know, three points, not the best, but still, I 
we know who, what the Cincy team is, yeah. Man, I, I get that uh, Cincy was absolutely awful for this first week. And, man, I can't believe they dropped them that far. I mean, Cincy's for sure a top-10 team in the league. Um, I think that they're definitely too low on these uh, power rankings. But I understand the reason why they were dropped, because they just played so bad. And then moving up one spot from the preseason rankings, the New York Jets. Um, obviously a good big upset win against the Bills. Uh, I, I think, I, yeah, th- this is probably a good spot for them as well. Um, it's just they're they they probably would have been a lot better had uh, you know Aaron Rodgers uh, played the entire game and not get injured. I, I think this is a good spot for them given how the team played after that. Uh, but yeah, I, this is probably a good spot for them. I think. Yeah, I think the Jets. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers was still uh, playing for them, I think they would have given him a top 10 spot on the list. Uh, but where they're at right now, I feel like that's fine for them. Yeah, 12, 12 is a decent spot, I would say. You know, I agree. If Aaron Rodgers did play, they would probably may have won that game even out of overtime and probably even more than a score. But, you know, only time could tell now. But, you know, yeah, 12 is a good spot. Yeah, um, Cleveland Browns, they were ranked 18, now they're 11. Uh, that, that defense held Joe Burrow to 82 yards. Um, I don't think Joe Burrow's that bad, but the Cleveland defense looked really, really solid. Uh, I, I'd, I'd honestly put them up into the, about the 8-9 range. Uh, I think they're a little too low for me, but I can, you can make the argument. Yeah, yeah I think that. Oh, go ahead. Uh yeah I uh I can uh I can definitely see the argument for putting them up or leaving them where they are, but uh yeah like you said, Joe Burrow eighty two yards, you know fourteen of thirty one that is just abysmal, and you know looking at the rushing you know you had uh, Joe Mixon thirteen for fifty six you know you know Chris Evans was second with you know two for twelve, you know your your top rusher rusher had. 13 carries, 56 yards, 4.3 average. It's not a good look. Yeah, I think the Browns, um, 11, um, honestly, I feel like that's fine. I do think that they probably should be in the top 10, but they're just right outside. Um, they win this week again. They'll be in the top 10 for sure for next week. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to start giving you these in, in groups of two, just so we could speed things up a little bit. Uh, number 10, the Chargers, they, they fell only one spot and the Buffalo Bills, uh, were ranked five. Now they're number nine. I think the Bills definitely should be even lower than this. And the Chargers also shouldn't be in the top 10 either. They, they're, they're both just bad teams. Yeah, I would argue the Chargers might even be borderline top 15 and the Bills would be like... 13-ish, 14, yeah. Yeah, I think I would put the Browns and Cincy over um, the Chargers right now, that teams that we had mentioned earlier. Um, Chargers, yeah, should be like around like the 15 range. The Bills, I I feel like they're kind of all right around the 10 to 12 range. Um, definitely a little bit more higher on them than the Chargers, but they have also just fallen back from what they were in previous years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, eight 
seven and eight. Uh, you have Jacksonville at number eight. They went up three spots, and Detroit went up three spots as well to fall to number seven. Uh, I, I think both are pretty good where they're at. You could argue Detroit a little bit higher just because they did beat the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, Jacksonville, yeah, they looked pretty good, but they need to look a lot better than keeping it pretty close with uh, Indianapolis for most of uh, an entire game. Yeah, that's for sure. I, uh, I'm i in the same boat. I, I, could, I could see an argument for putting Detroit up, but, you know, because of the history and whatnot, and we truly don't know what this team can do. Not not until J-Mo shows up. We don't know what this team could do until J-Mo right. shows up. But, and that's a, that's a question of if he even shows up. <laughs> yeah, you know, who, who knows what he put down on the, uh, the lines to beat the Chiefs. Oh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be doing that, bro. Might have might have tripled his contract, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead, bro. I'm dead. Yeah. What you got, uh, Mike? I think that the Lions are fine here at number seven. Uh, I love to see them in the top five, but, you know, it's just one game, so can't go a little too crazy with it. You know, I would say if they put them, like, top three, it'd be a little bit of an overreaction. But number seven I think is fine. You know, glad to see they were in the top ten. And then Jacksonville at eight. You know, they definitely did struggle a little bit, but they did pull out the W. Um, You know, they got a tough matchup this week against the Chiefs, so we'll see how that goes, but. I feel like eight is fine for Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you can make the argument. I think they're a little bit too high. Maybe I mean I think they're definitely still top ten, but maybe like nine or ten. But that's about it. Uh, number six, you have the Ravens. They gained two spots, and Dolphins only gained one at number five. I think both are pretty good where they're at. The the Ravens actually surprised me. Um, this week, uh, Zay Flowers nine for nine receptions for seventy eight yards looked pretty good, um, and and then uh, the the Dolphins. I mean, dude, Tua looked incredible. Almost five hundred yards passing, dude. Him and Tyreek, man, crazy. I I know. I, I swear, man. But I think both these teams are pretty good where they're at. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think that um, both of them were great. You mentioned Zay Flowers. I feel like he could be a wide receiver one for Baltimore moving forward. And there was someone actually who was in one of my fantasy leagues who has Tua and Tyree Kill draft on the same team. So that was oh, just a oh, deadly just... combination. Oh, dude, that's just... – yeah. Yeah, that that was a smart move to do that combination. And he just ran away with uh, his matchup this week. Tyreek <laughs> and Tua, they are one of the most underrated duos in the league. Absolutely. Yeah, I I'd also think both of them are pretty okay. If if anything, I may may put Baltimore up a little more, but not anything ridiculous and not anything more than like one or two. Yeah, I I think so. Uh, four, you got Dallas. They moved up three spots. I think I think they should be at the three spot where Kansas City is. They fell two. Um, Kansas City didn't look good. Obviously, you know they were out. They were without their their best offensive weapon and their best defensive player by far, um, but and I think obviously Dallas holding holding any team in the NFL to zero points um, that that's an incredible feat um, on its own and it's something that's super super rare to see. Um, I, I think Dallas should be at the number three spot and, and swap Kansas City down. I think Kansas City actually did end up playing better than the Lions, but the Lions just stole the win from them. 
Yeah, I uh, I also think Dallas should be in the three spot. But uh, like like you said, Kansas City didn't look, you know, the greatest without their players. But their fucking off or defensive line, no offensive line. Either they they're gonna get caught doing what they were doing, or someone's gonna watch Aiden Hutchinson's film and just realize what he was doing to that offensive line. He might not have had any sacks that game, but damn near every play, he was just getting through them. It was it was right. absurd. No, he was he was getting so many pressures on 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 uh, Mahomes, and obviously Mahomes is the toughest quarterback to sack probably in the history of the game. Uh, just because yeah, he's he, so elusive, and 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 he was and he was he was getting held every single fucking play, and still was getting pressure on Mahomes every single passing play. It was, it was incredible. Right, like we're not gonna dwell on that, but like, yeah, you can never count Patrick Mahomes out, which is why I'm perfectly fine with leaving him in the top five at zero and one, losing to the Detroit Lions. Absolutely, Mike. What are your takes on this, real quick? Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Um, Dallas, I, I mean, they played so well in week one. I mean, couldn't have played any better. I mean, a 48 to nothing blowout. Um, the Chiefs, though, even though they lost, definitely the best team that lost in the opening weekend. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, – I do think that the top two, which will be the 49ers and the Eagles, whichever order it is, are clearly the top two teams right now. So – um, I'm fine with them being at three and four. No, you're totally wrong. Uh, the top two teams are Tennessee and Washington. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, Philly number two. They stay at number two, and the 49ers went from four to number one. Um, I agree with both. I thought Philly was probably the best team in the league coming into this uh, off season, um, and then just San Francisco just looked really, really good. Um, this week, especially defensively. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with both of these. I think they're perfect right where they're at, both of them. Yeah, I I, I do agree. Uh, you know, obviously I'm a little shaky on Philly right now because, you know, a 25-20 win over New England. It's like, you know, it's you, you kind of expect more than a five-point win, but, you know, a five-point win is, you know, still a five-point win at the end of the day in the NFL. So... Yeah, I'm I'm fine with leaving them there unless they show us, you know, something egregious by like, you know, losing the primetime Kirk Cousins, you know, tonight. <laughs> Which, you know, they're they're only it's only three nothing nearing the end of the first right now, so it's it's not the the worst thing in the world, but yeah. It's it's they're fine where they're at. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. I think the forty ers um showed out more than the Eagles did in the first week, even though um you know, Patriots, um, you know, were at home in that game. Um, Philly, you know, Philly was dominating them early on, and then they kind of let them come back a little bit. The 49ers just were dominant all game long, um, and I think deserved that number one spot. Yeah. Uh, so moving away from the NFL, uh, NCAA football uh, is back. Um Let's see. Right now, you got uh, number twenty-two Miami playing Bethune up twenty-seven to nothing um, in towards the uh, end of the second quarter. Here, um, can we can we just before we get into previewing, can we just get into the, the topic that I had planned for for after uh, previewing this week? Can we just 
can we schedule like real games for once in college football? Can like these top teams like actually play somebody in the non-conference games instead of fucking Michigan and Bowling Green or uh, you know uh, Utah playing Weber State or you know Notre Dame Central Michigan South Al- or Alabama playing South Florida? Like, come on, what are, what are we doing here, dude? What are yeah? What is I, what is this shit? Yeah, I agree. I, college football is kind of mid. Like, you, I mean, I understand Colorado, Colorado State. That's like an in-state rivalry thing. But like, you know, like you said, they're favored by twenty-four. It's not a fucking rivalry unless it's unless they're favored in single digits. There's, that you can't call yeah, that a fucking rivalry, dude. That's, <laughs> that's why I said in-state rivalry. It's like Michigan, I, Michigan State. Yeah, but at least when Michigan, Michigan State plays, it's like you know Michigan's favored by like nine and a half. This is the greatest no, okay. Well, here's an even better one then. Washington State, number twenty-three, playing Northern Colorado. Yeah, Northern Colorado. Right. I was a school until just now. I didn't know Col- I didn't know Colorado State existed until last year when Michigan fucking played them. I I, I thought Colorado was the only school there because no one fucking lives there. Uh, you, you got Oregon and Hawaii playing each other. Oregon favored by thirty-eight. Like, Jesus Christ. Or, Don't even or, play the game at that point. Just say Oregon won by 38 at that point. Right, that's what I'm saying. Texas taking on Wyoming, favored by 30. I mean, I mean, the, the only, like, decent game this week is Tennessee taking on Florida, and they're favored only by six. Um, I think that that might be the only game actually worth watching this weekend because, like, I'm, I'm obviously going to watch the Michigan game because I'm a Michigan fan. Uh, but yeah, I'm not watching Michigan State get their asses handed. Oh no, I'm 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 wa- I'm watching that one for the memes, dude. That that, <laughs> but but I mean, Florida's a bad team. I think Tennessee wins that one. But come on, man, can can these schools just schedule like good conference or non-conference games? Like I want to see Michigan taking on Bama in in the in the regular season, not just in the playoffs. Or, or just right, like, give me something. You could make the excuse to have, you know, an eight-team or twelve-team expanded playoff because you know all of these teams now have more than one loss. Right, and that's that's the other thing too is like, oh man, it, it's just it's just and and like as as a guy who likes to bet, you can't bet on any of these games in the first few weeks of the season. You're you're there's no value to them. What you're gonna you're gonna take you know Michigan at minus one ten. Every single week, no. You're, you're gonna take Alabama minus one fifty every single week. No, I need something with value, and there's there's nothing of value in these first three weeks of football. It's just like pillow fights. It's not even football. It's just a pillow fight. Yeah, the the recruiting class differences, and even just the Power Five schools. You know, and part of the reason why the Pac-12 is dying, because you know the SEC and the Big Ten have it's just like. <laughs> seniority and recruiting it seems like and you know, we all know the SEC has like a stranglehold on you know the south so yeah it's just it's kind of fucked for college you know football and then you know it's probably eventually gonna expand to other sports so yeah, co- college football's know. dead anyways to, to me the sport is already dead it's we t- I touched on this in, in, in the first episode with Mike and I, I know Mike you you kind of agreed with me 
everything about college football that we loved is like gone now. Like mm-hmm. there, there's regionality out the fucking window. Uh, being able to watch games on TV that's gonna go bye bye soon. Um, and you have to fucking stream everything, and, and then yeah, they're they're they're, kill, they're killing off rivalries in, in certain conferences now because of TV dollars, and it's it's just. These mega conferences, I, I'm not a fan of because it takes away the the entire thing that made college football as great as it was was the regionality of it. the The Big Ten, which is still a retarded name for it because it's more than ten fucking teams, <laughs> and then like ad- adding like when Texas A and M joined the SEC, what they should not be in the SEC. They are not South or East. Well, they're <laughs> South, but. They're they're not southy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, no, yeah. They're south, but they're not east. They're southwest. Okay, like it just it just makes no sense. The Big Twelve too also makes no. Fucking okay, but but yeah. Okay, so let's just let's just roll through. We'll just roll through the top twenty-five teams. Obviously, like I said, Miami's playing Bethune right now. And you know Bethune just like fumbled on their in their own. Oh, look at that! Miami just scored a touchdown, thirty-four uh, nothing now. Uh, so, anyways, uh, you got Bowling Green and Michigan. Michigan favored by forty and a half. I don't think Michigan covers. They haven't covered yet this season. Um, I but obviously Michigan's just gonna win this game. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Michigan wins. I don't know if they cover by forty though. That's a it's a hefty one. Yeah, Michigan's easily going to win that. Um, yeah, again, I'm not sure if they're going to cover, if they're going to really go all out, you know. Um, but easy win for them. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Florida State playing Boston College. I believe that – is Boston College in the ACC? Yes. Okay, so that's what I thought. Either way, Florida State favored by 27. It's like Michigan next week's playing Rutgers, and they're favored by like a ridiculous amount too. Uh, take a Florida State, and I think they will cover. I think Florida State's, you know, obviously they're number three, but I think they're, like, they might be the best team in the country right now. Keon Coleman, I know both you Sparty fans are, uh, yes, are, are, I'm sick on that. You're you're sick, sick I know. But, uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah, I also take Florida State on this one. I think Florida State could get the over themselves, because that, right now, looking at ESPN, is 48. So I think Florida State could hit the over themselves if they really wanted to. Yeah, I I I, I completely agree. Uh, Penn State taking that Illinois, you know, Big Ten matchup, favored by fourteen and a half. Penn State has one of the best defenses in college football. Um, I think they they cover on this one as well. Illinois is a big time regression candidate this year, and I think we're already seeing it with their one and one record uh, to start the year. Yeah, I uh, I can see Penn State winning by twenty plus. Yeah, I think Penn State's got that for sure. Uh, SEC matchup: LSU and Mississippi State. LSU only favored by nine and a half. Uh, LSU obviously one and one. Mississippi State undefeated. Uh, but I'm taking LSU in this one. There, there's there's no way they lose to Mississippi State. They're that's a that's a really bad team there in, in Mississippi State. Uh. For SEC standards, uh, college football, they're a pretty good team. But, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I'm taking LSU. Looking at Mississippi State, 
They beat Southeast Louisiana. Didn't know that was the school until just now. 48-7 week one. Week two, they beat Arizona. We all know Arizona's, you know, more of a party school than anything. But, yeah, so they beat them 31-24. And beating Arizona by seven, that's uh, it's not the greatest achievement. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think LSU is going to handle business. No problem there. Um, winning by over 10. Absolutely. Uh, Kansas State playing Missouri, only favored by four in this one. Um, I don't. I, I look. I know Missouri's two and zero, but it, it's it's Missouri. They're, they're come on now. K- Kansas State defending Big Twelve champs. They're they're gonna win this game. I think they win it by way more than four. Um, but yeah. we'll just have to see. I I think mm-hmm. that I think they're gonna regress this year, Kansas State. But th- uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they they don't lose to Missouri. No way. Yeah, I don't think Kansas State wins the Big 12. I think Oklahoma might take that again this year. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, at- fuck no. <laughs> if we're looking at uh, Missouri, who they've beaten at 2-0 and is South Dakota and Middle Tennessee State. So, And they only beat Middle Tennessee State by four. Yeah, exactly my point. Yeah, so uh, kind of a false hope at that 2-0 and record, so... Yeah, taking Kansas State, and I'm taking the uh, the points and the money, and I'm running on that. Yeah, man, Kansas State's got that for sure. I mean, shot they're only favored by four points. Yeah, I would. Yeah. See, I could see like fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I I could too. Uh, you got Utah and Weber State. I I don't even see what Utah's favored for by by on ESPN. It's we we right. It's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Weber State's coming in two and zero as well, but they're about to be two and one. Uh, like I said, I think Utah is probably the favorite, in my opinion at least, to win the Pac-12. I'd be shocked if they weren't. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, they played three games in in two weeks of college football, by the way. Still doesn't make sense. Make it make sense if we're going to do this. Please. And at 3-0, though. Yeah, yeah the, the 3-0, and they're taking on Central Michigan, favored by 34.5. I think, I think they win. I don't think they cover, but... I, I think they definitely win this game. Um, yeah, it's a stretch to yeah. cover. Yeah. They win. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, South Carolina. Georgia favored by 27.5. Georgia couldn't cover against Ball State, uh, so I don't think Georgia's going to cover against a better school in South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina, obviously, 1-1. One one. E, you know, they're, they're not a, a bad team by any means, but when, when you're favored by – or when you're – Opponents favored by twenty seven and a half. Yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty bad. Yeah, and I mean, but I mean, you're the number one team favored twenty seven and a half. You know, so that's why you know I understand if you kind of say, oh, they might be better than you think, but you know, it's still South Carolina. Let's be realistic here, people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dogs all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking the dogs yeah. on this one. I don't think they cover though, but I, I think I, I'm, I'm definitely taking the dogs. Uh, Bama taking on South Florida, favored by 33. I think we can all agree, Bama and uh, they will cover on this one. F- South Florida is just stinky poo poo garbage. Yeah, this might be another case where uh, the favored team could hit the over themselves. I mean, the over set at 61, but. Uh, <laughs> Like you said, South Florida is South Florida, and but even you know just the state. We need that total to be uh, we need we need that total to be uh, sixty nine and a half uh, for the memes. 
Uh, we, I want that total to be 69. That'd be great. Uh, Oregon State nice. taking on San Diego State. Um, Oregon State favored by 24.5. I, yeah, I, I taking Oregon State, and I think they cover on this one. San Diego State is bad. Yeah, I, I can see it. They lost just lost to UCLA 35-10. They barely beat Ohio. Uh, you know, twenty to thirteen. There, it's another case like Notre Dame where they've played three games this season already, and they're sitting at two and one. But yeah, I think Oregon State takes this one. I don't know if they cover, but I wouldn't be shocked if they do. Yeah, man. Seems like all the games so far, like we mentioned, just they're all blowouts. So, um, I think Oregon quite State a bit this season already. Yeah, Oregon State's gonna handle that no problem. Yeah, uh, in-state game, Tulsa taking on Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma favored by 28.5. It's in-state rival. Oh, wait, no, no one cares about Tulsa. Uh, yeah, Oregon or Oklahoma favored by 28.5 on this one. I, I'm taking Oklahoma, and they will cover. Tulsa is just bad. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I think Oklahoma might have potential to end up taking the Big 12, depending on how, you know, if they de- – dissect themselves alive like they do every year but uh if they don't fall victim to that obviously nope nope texas uh, is winning the big 12 i don't give a fuck fuck you yeah yeah that like i said as long as they don't fall victim yeah but yeah i i do agree texas will win the big say, 12. say it with me say it with me guys texas is back yes. texas, no, texas is, is back, back. Like, like i put in the notes for that last episode that you weren't Texas on. This is back, and they are ready for the SEC. I don't know about that, but uh, they're definitely back. Okay, for what, well, the second yeah. year in a row? No, 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 no. They lost last year by one point. I mean, still. They, they should have won that game, but, you know, a, a dirty hit on – a dirty illegal hit on Quinn Ewers, you know. It is what it is. Um, Minnesota taking on North Carolina. UNC's favored by seven and a half here. Um. Minnesota is not a good team uh, at all. Um, Eastern Michigan held them to what, 22 points, I think. Um, 25, so, yeah, 25. But, uh, yeah, Eastern's if, Eastern. If, if, if you're going to let a fucking max school hold you to only 25 fucking points. Okay, to be fair, though. You're bad. You're bad. Eastern Michigan has been a Big Ten killer for the past few years, although they've only beat, you know, Rutgers, Illinois, Purdue. But they've right, they, they, year that Purdue beat Ohio State. They, they've, they've beaten teams in the Big Ten that are MAC schools that are just somehow in the Big Ten. Yes. Yeah, they, 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 they beat teams on their own level. Like, like Maryland and Rutgers, those are MAC schools. Hell, hell, Rutgers is a fucking Division two school, in my opinion. I was, was going to say, Rutgers is an, uh, an Ivy League school, in my Bro, opinion. bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, they don't deserve to have that squad, man. Absolutely not. Uh, but, yeah, I'm taking UNC, and I think they blow the doors off Minnesota. I think 7.5 is, is being too nice to Minnesota. I agree. I think it's, you know, 17 and a half, maybe a little more. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, number 21, Duke taking on Northwestern. Uh, uh, Northwestern's in that league of, of, you know, Big Ten schools that are really just max schools uh, in disguise. Uh, Duke favored by 18 and a half. I think they more than cover as well. Duke is pretty good this year and, well, Northwestern. Yes, Northwest. 
Yeah, Northwestern lost to Rutgers week one, 24-7. So that says Jeez. all you need to know about Northwestern. I'm taking Duke, and they, they – uh, Duke definitely covers on this one. They could probably hit, you know, 21. Mm-hmm. Man, you lose to Rutgers that bad, man. You know your team sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're just – you might as well throw in the towel at the beginning of the season, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Iowa – taking on Western Michigan. Uh, Iowa's favored by 28 and a half. Um, here's, the, here's the problem. Uh, Iowa's offensive coordinator Iowa. ha- has has a thing this year. He's going to get fired if he doesn't average 25 points a game. Um, and they've yet to hit 25 points as a Power 5 school. Um, yeah, so he's going to lose that. I, I think Western Michigan covers on this one. I think Iowa wins because their, their defense is elite. I just don't think that they're going to win by 28 and a half. I think they'll win by like a touchdown because they're just, their offense can't do anything. And they, they have upgraded their quarterback insanely well with Cade McNamara, and they still can't score more than 25 points. Yeah, Iowa is a cursed uh, football team, that's for sure. I, I'd also agree Western Michigan covers. Iowa wins, but they don't, I think the only way they cover this is if their defense forces, you know, pick sixes and, you know, you know, fumble sixes all day. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. You, you, how are you going to favor a team by 28 and a half points that, uh, with, uh, with a team that, that can't even, they can't even score, they can't even score 25 points, let, let alone 28 and a half. Like, come on now. What are we doing here? Um, it would be a miracle they had 20 hung up on the board by the end of the game. Yeah, Western Michigan's defense is actually pretty good. Uh, for at, at, for max standards, they're pretty good. Um, Ohio State taking on Western Kentucky, favored by twenty nine and a half. Um, Ohio State doesn't look good this year at all. Kyle McCord is yikes. Um, I think Ohio State covers on this one. They have a lot to improve though. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Ohio State covers, but. Uh... Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to carry him. Mm-hmm. Travion Henderson, though, not bad. Not bad at all. No. Um, yeah. you, you got Michigan State and Washington. Uh, when this game opened up, uh, well, last week when when everything came, well, before everything came out this week, uh, Washington uh, was only favored by 9.5. Since the Mel Tucker situation, uh, Washington's now 16.5 favorites. Um... I, I think I don't think that's gonna happen. I think Washington. I think Michigan State will keep it a little bit closer than that. Um, but yeah, losing your head coach, not uh, not optimal at all. Yeah, as a Sparty fan, it hurts to say this, but seventeen's too generous, or, too, or it's too nice to Michigan State. It, it's gonna be really it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's bad. Wow. I, I, it's I I I, th- I I would think they would do a little bit better. Oh, by the way, Mark D'Antonio's back. I don't know if you saw that or not. He, he's so isn't he the DB's coach? He's like a uh, he's like a not assistant head coach, but he's 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 some sort of assistant. Um, oh, I don't, so he's the interim head coach. No, no, he's uh, he's not the interim. No, uh, get my hopes up like this. No, no, but he, he's he's back in the program, but he's he's like it's kind of he's kind of there, I guess, really to like help. With the locker room, I guess it would be the best way to help that. But 
Yeah, I, I think I think Michigan State keeps a little bit closer than sixteen and a half. To be honest, man, I, I don't I don't see how they how they lose by that much. I know Mel Tucker is gone and will be gone forever, but it's just yeah, no, I don't I don't think Michigan State is going to get blown out that bad. Yeah, I think that Michigan State will cover, um, but I don't see them winning the game or any chance. Yeah, yeah that's for certain. Yeah, um, going three and zero on this one. Right. Uh, let's see. Just blowing through these few games here. Uh, Washington State taking North Colorado. Don't see anything on t- in terms of how much Washington State's favored by. I assume you know, ten million points or something like that because I didn't know Co- North Colorado. North Colorado's a school. Like, come on now. Um, and then UCLA taking on NC Central, wherever the fuck that is. Um, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. The central part, yeah. Assuming. Also, there's there's nothing on the favorites. I think UCLA and Washington State obviously win these games. I'm, oh, yeah. I I assume you guys agree with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I already covered Florida, Tennessee, favored by six. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins that one handedly. Yeah, I think um, they win more than six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss mm-hmm. taking on Georgia Tech, favored by eighteen. I think Ole Miss covers on this one. They they're pretty good team down there um they just uh have this problem um with uh they have to run the ball because that's all their offense can do while their coach just absolutely hates running the ball he'd rather he'd rather throw the ball every single play than than ever run the ball but considering that's all Ole Miss can do is run the ball yeah uh but yeah I'm taking Ole Miss on this one 18 easily cover um Texas Wyoming favored by 30 is Texas that's yeah I I think they cover because Texas is back yeah yep yeah 30 yeah they can do it on Wyoming Wyoming's 2-0 yeah I mean that's you know normally that's about as many wins as they get right they they, they filled out their win column so you know Texas Tech by two is I'd give them credit for that one. Yeah, I'll give them credit for that one. They they did play so pretty well against Portland State in week two. Yeah. Portland State, what the fuck? Isn't I... that the team that Oregon put 80? Yes. Um, Oregon put 50 more on you. Yeah, uh, then uh, Oregon taking on Hawaii, favored by 38. I don't think they cover. I think Hawaii has a little bit more respect than that. I, I, think, I think Oregon wins by like 33, 34. I don't know if they get to 38, though, on them. Uh, but, yeah, Hawaii's actually a lot better team than they were last year. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm taking Oregon. Not the points on this one, but I'm definitely taking Oregon still. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I think Oregon wins. I don't I don't take the points on that one, though. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, Colorado taking a Colorado State. Still not a fan of Coach Prime. Uh, I hope this program crashes and burns really, really hard, really fast. Once they play real teams, they definitely will, anyways. But yeah, I think Colorado wins, and they definitely cover because who the fuck is Colorado State? They're an FCS school. They're not even like they're not relevant. Uh, so uh, getting away from football here, uh, we're gonna we're get MLB playoffs coming up towards the end of the month here. Um, Braves clinched the first spot uh, six years in a row now that they've won their uh, division. Uh, looking 
incredible. Uh, what do you guys uh, take away from all of this? Yeah, you can just go ahead and add uh, NL MVP to uh, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s uh, rap sheet, and maybe MLB MVP. Because, like, you know, first 30-60 season, maybe 40-60 season, what he's doing right now is impeccable. Obviously, like you said, Braves took the first, uh, you know, spot. So they're obviously the first team to clinch, you know, playing impeccably well, best record in the league, taking that from the Rays, who had it earlier. So, yeah, I don't think there is a better team right now. And yeah, I think they win the World Series. Yeah, I agree, man. I think the Braves have the best team of anyone, um, just both hitting and pitching. You got Acuna, who's going to win the MVP, 30-60. and 60. Matt Olson's got 50 and 130 RBIs right now, like two of the best hitters in all of baseball. Uh, they have a lot of other great hitters as well, Austin Riley, Sean Murphy. Like Their team is just so well-rounded. Spencer Strider. Cy Young candidate, if not Cy Young winner, like their their team is just so well balanced. Yeah, absolutely. And Atlanta's pitching has been super consistent this year. I don't think I've ever seen a team pitch this consistently in a very, very, very long time. Re- really, yeah, really, Strider, what a shock, dude! Right? I mean, out of nowhere, is is he still leading the league? I I believe so. Let me let me look at that real quick. Because I know he was for a while. Um, but like what he's doing down there is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah he is of... he is he is well ahead of Gaussman. He has two fifty nine strikeouts, and then Gaussman and 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 Snell both have uh, have two seventeen. I mean. Yeah, so he's you're a full yeah. forty-two higher than the next, the, right. the second place people. You're you're cooking down there, like that's shades of you know, like old Nolan Ryan, you know, <laughs> pumping three hundred Ks out in a season, like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's still time to go in the regular season for him. So I mean, uh, he's, he's got he's he's got yeah he's right he's he's got he's got three or four starts left, I believe. Uh, based on how many games are left, I, w- I would imagine he's got three or four more, maybe a, maybe five. But dude, I mean, dude, he's he's looking really good. Um, let's take a second to talk about Baltimore now. I mean, they're still in a tight divisional race with Tampa, but they kind of came out of nowhere this year, uh, based on where they were last year, and and obviously Tampa with their incredible start. Uh, yeah, I mean, Baltimore looks really good. A very young team, too, which is obviously something that you want. You want to see a team competing at this level, but also very young, so you can build on that momentum year in, year out. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to disagree on the part that you, uh, they kind of came out of nowhere. They, uh... I think they underperformed last year. That's all. They're doing what the Yankees did this year. Is they had the talent and couldn't put it together. And this year is the year they put it together. Because obviously, you know, like you said, they caught the Rays, and the Rays were absolutely like red hot at the beginning of the season. And to catch them, 
You know, you're you're doing something real special with this young of a team as they have, you know. You know, as a former outfielder myself, you know, I love players like Cedric Mullins, especially, you know, when it's like we're just watching him, it's like God damn, like he might as well be Curtis Granderson out there, like crazy ridiculous. Like Riley Green, Superman out there in that outfield. Yeah, absolutely. So young too, like young talent. Like I, I truly believe the Tigers are in this the position that the Orioles are in right now. They have the talent; they just got to put it together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston's leading uh, the AL West only by one over the Rangers. Rangers are, I, I think, I think the Rangers were kind of a, a shock team to me uh, this year. I, they, they've been good in years prior, but. Uh, to be up there with Houston, uh, that that that's another step. Yeah, to be in, like to hold the the division like they did for as long as they did, I did not expect it. Corey Seager, Corey what a Seager's performance, man! What a performance! Ad- Adolis Garcia, crazy. They had what like five starters on the uh, AL All Star team. Mm-hmm. That, that team was, you know, rivaling the Rays at the start of the year. And we all, like I said, we all know how they were doing. Ridiculous. I, but I, like, here I am now, sitting here. I would not be shocked to see the Mariners, the Blue Jays, and the Rays make it in the playoffs over the Rangers. If the Rangers continue to go into these slumps like they have. Absolutely. They they have they been. deserve to miss the playoffs, though? No. No. Not at all. But if they keep, like you said, having these stretches where they go into slumps they, they could very well miss out yeah uh milwaukee and chicago uh their their playoff race was quite tight for a while but now milwaukee's up four and a half games on them um i i, I still think milwaukee is going to to win this division there's just i i know obviously you know chicago is really good especially after their pretty slow start um yeah, Cody Bellinger's doing work out there. Yeah, exactly. But I like mm-hmm. they, they they caught Milwaukee, and now Milwaukee's slowly starting to pull back ahead. Yeah, that was a race I was really paying attention to because you know I I, I kind of have a soft spot for the Cubs, but you know ever since you know when they broke that 110 year curse, like you know they don't have Anthony Rizzo or my boy Chris Bryant anymore, but. uh you know. Don't 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 forget they also don't have bias anymore. Uh, but I like we we're gonna have a whole episode on just how bad the hobby bias contract is, and you're just gonna hear me rant for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we're gonna do a whole episode on that. We just it's just, can we launch him into outer space or something though? That'd be that'd be preferable. <laughs> just launch him, please. Um, LA, I think they're gonna lock up the West here. Um, they're, they're thirteen and a half games ahead of Arizona and San Francisco. It's just a matter of time, really, for them. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, LA, they're, they're good. Obviously, they're they're LA. They're always good in the regular season. Um, but I think they're gonna do what they did last year and choke. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the Dodgers. They're you know, Mookie Betts, again, what a great player. Like, put him in, you know, in the MVP race for uh, against Ronald Acuna Jr. But again, 
the former Brave, Freddie Freeman, you know, he's doing his thing over there too, you know. It's not often I sit there and I take a, you know, a liking to an infield player, but yeah, Freddie Freeman, one of those boys. I, I, I do think the Dodgers will go to at least the NLCS. I, I don't see it happening. I think they're going to choke again. They're just... They always seem to choke ever since ever since they won their their World Series, and I'm happy with that. I I, I hate that organization so much. Um, th- their fans are some of the most obnoxious in sports. I mean, they they ain't they ain't Philly Eagle uh, Philadelphia Eagle fans, but oh, they're no, some of them. They're they're some of the most obnoxious fans in sports. Cowboys fans, those are pretty bad. Oh, those those fans need mm-hmm. to launch them to the moon uh and let's just uh, quickly talk about obviously the best division in this entire league the al central i couldn't say that with a straight face um (laughs) god this division is so bad (laughs) (laughs) look look yeah um i think i think minnesota's obviously gonna lock this up but considering how bad this division is the tigers only being nine games out uh the white Sox and casey eliminated from the playoffs, um, they're they're one of the what? four. You mean the Royals won't make the playoffs they're... with 101 losses? <laughs> damn. Ah, damn it! Uh, no, uh, they. Uh... If there was ever a case to eliminate like division winners from making the playoffs, it would be this argument for the yeah. AL Central, the AL East. All the teams are probably better. Even the Yankees are probably better than the Twins. Uh, yeah. And... So the Yankees are 73 and 73 right now. Um, they are. They have a. They have. They have. If they were. If they were in the Central Division, they'd be number two. Uh, they'd be three games behind Minnesota. And I would probably take the Yankees to win the division because, god damn, this division is bad, dude. Like, I. I just. What. What I find funny about it, though. Is the Tigers still have a pretty good shot of winning this division despite being nine games back? Because the Tigers are are the best team in the division when it comes to divisional games. They've clinched a winning record against every divisional opponent this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's I I <laughs> I think they all play each other at least one more time around, one more series. And I, I don't think Cleveland. N- yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think they play, but I, oh no, they do. October or September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Okay. So it might be Minnesota then that they... Yeah, it might not be. And that would really suck because I think we, we have a really good record. I think that might be our, our best team that we're... Chicago that was we, the worst. They were the closest. Right, right. Um, the best, I don't think we're close. Yeah, I think Minnesota, obviously, first round exit, they're just they're just so bad. They're getting to lose to a wild card team in the first round. That's that's for oh, sure. Yeah. There, there's mm-hmm. There's no way... Um, Minnesota is a wild card team at best. Yeah, and and they're a division winner, and and that's Which the sad like, part. I would like you said. I would one hundred percent argue that the Rangers or you know Blue Jays, if they miss the playoffs, would be more deserving than the Twins, unless the Twins end the season, you know, with sub 80, 80 losses or something like that, a sub seventy five. You know, I don't. I don't think they are that deserving of that playoff spot. Yeah, they won the division, but like everyone else is sub five hundred and probably won't scrape five hundred. Right, and and that's the thing. They're just this this division is so bad. Get, like, take division winners out. Like, let's just have have the have the best teams from each uh, league be in the bracket instead of. I, I get why they have division winners, but come on, man, this this division's a joke. Um. 
but yeah, uh, World Series. I have, uh, I have Baltimore taking on Atlanta and Atlanta winning it all um, in the World Series. I, I just, Atlanta is just that team. Uh, obviously, Acuna Jr. is just that guy. Um, and yeah, I think Baltimore will surprise everyone and go to the World Series. I know, unpopular opinion on that one, but yeah. I would love to see Baltimore go all the way, but I do think it will either end up being Houston or, God fucking forbid, the Blue Jays. <laughs> but, you know, I don't ever want to see them go anywhere. But, again, Blue Jays have to make the playoffs first. They're out of the wild card spot right now. Like I said, I, I do think the Jays can end up stealing the spot from the Rangers or the Mariners, but I have a slight preference to the Mariners. But the Mariners could surprise people, but again, I, I do think the Orioles or the Rays right now, the premier team to beat. But the, the Astros are the Astros. In the so so the, the question is, is who do you have in, in the World Series and who do you have winning that game, that series? I have Atlanta, obviously, and from the NL. You know, no one in the NL can beat them. It's... You know, that's it's proven right now. They're going to win 100 games before they lose more than 50, probably. So, you know, sitting at a record of 150 is damned good. You know, that's damn near a video game number. But, yeah, so Atlanta on the NL, I, I don't know. Probably Houston on some, like, sneaky shit from the AL. <laughs> Either Houston or uh, Baltimore. Mike, what say you? Yeah, I I think that uh, Baltimore uh, has a good chance, but I still think that their team is still super young and not a lot of playoff experience. Uh, Tampa Bay has all the Wander Franco situation going on. I'm not sure if that's going to hold anything over them um, in the playoffs. Houston always finds a way to do really well in the playoffs. I don't want to see Houston, but I feel like they could. I feel like Texas has a good shot as well. I think that they're very underrated and could make a push for the World Series. Uh, and then the NL, I think it is going to be Atlanta. Um, they're by far the best team uh, in the entire league. I think, though, I am going to go, if I'm just making a prediction, Houston and uh, Atlanta with Atlanta winning. Um, but I would love to see Baltimore and Atlanta. It would probably be like, if I could pick the two teams I'd want to see, it'd be those two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that kind of rounds out that topic there. Um, and, and we're going to go um, into this last topic here. I kind of want to touch on some things. Um, the NHL expansion, uh, it's been a, a talk lately. Um, there, there's been lots of talk about, obviously, Arizona, and what's going to happen there. Uh, we won't know until January um, anything about if they're going to actually have a new stadium or not. Uh, and if they do have a new stadium, the NHL might start looking to expand again, uh, which they would expand to 36, I think, to keep it all even across the board in terms of teams per division, um, which there there's few few cities that, I would like to get your guys' thoughts on, uh, if you have any. Um, but we'll have to find out. If not, though, if Arizona doesn't end up getting a building uh, when we find that out in January, uh, they're 
more than likely going to be relocated. Um, and I think, out kind of out of nowhere, Salt Lake City has come to be, might be where they relocate to because Ryan Smith, the Utah Jazz owner, wants to own an NHL team. He's met with the NHL multiple times um, in in the past couple months to to see to talk about either expansion or a relocation in case Arizona does need to relocate. Uh, at first, a lot of thoughts were Houston, right? Everyone thought Houston. Houston wants a team. Fans there want a team. Um, uh, the city council has said that they want a team. Um, they have a building as well. So, like, everything is in place for Houston. But very lately, it, it's been a lot of talk about Salt Lake City uh, because they also have a building that is NHL ready. So we could see that. What do you guys take away from this? Yeah, I uh, I like the opportunity for expansion for the NHL because, like, obviously we've seen what the expansion for uh, uh, Vegas and Seattle has done. You know, those two franchises have a, a pretty decent following now, I would say. You know, and the success of Vegas, obviously, Seattle making the playoffs recently. I uh, I definitely think there's grounds for expansion or, you know, obviously moving Arizona out of Arizona as long as they can pay their taxes and, you know, all of their fees and you know, whatnot for the building. Should be fine for relocation, but, you know, <laughs> you got to have the money for it and all that stuff, <laughs> you know. It would be nice to get that poverty out of uh, Arizona State, though. So, <laughs> actually use a professional's arena. Yeah, I, um, I'm definitely for the Salt Lake City. I definitely feel like that's, that would be a cool uh, new team. You said Arizona uh, relocating. It's kind of similar to baseball with the uh, Oakland A's wanting to move to Vegas. They have been trying to plan that out for a while now. and um. There's definitely a lot of teams that are worthy that don't have a team yet, so we'll have to see who uh, they choose. But um, I definitely feel like Salt Lake City is probably going to be the uh, the best option. Houston, too, like you mentioned, has a good chance as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know a lot of Canadian fans want to see Quebec City get a team back, but the problem is if they do relocate Arizona, they're going to keep it in a Western market because they want to keep a balance. Um of teams and there's no way in fuck you're going to get Detroit or Columbus to agree to go back to the West when they fought super, super hard to get into the East, uh, not too long ago, about a decade ago now. Um, they, I mean, those teams were fighting for years to get into the East and there's no way in fuck you're going to expand or you're going to move a, Arizona to the East and kick one of those teams back into the West. There, there's there's just no way unless you're going to lose one of those two teams from the league entirely. I just I just don't see that happening. And I don't think obviously Bettman I don't think will I know we in Detroit all hate him because we all know he hates Detroit and keeps, you know, giving us bad lottery luck. Although this year this year we we did, you know, we didn't lose any spots, but we didn't gain any spots. Um but yeah, no, I think uh, I, I don't see it happening. But so let, let's say Arizona gets a building, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have, and, and the NHL does want to expand. These are the markets I think will, will get teams would be Houston. They would go to the central. Um, 
they obviously have a building already. Um, they're, they're the number seven U.S. TV market. Uh, so I, th- I think they definitely could uh, get away with having a um, uh, an NHL team. Obviously, I know the public wants one there because they want to have a Dallas-Houston hockey rivalry, which I think would be awesome. Um, yeah. uh, and then Salt Lake City, they'd be into the Pacific. We know uh, Ryan Smith wants a team. Uh, he 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 obviously he's he's a Utah Jazz owner. He he wants a team very very bad. He's he's met with the NHL multiple times in the past couple months. So um, they'd be in the Pacific. They're number twenty nine in the US TV markets. But you know it's it's not like you know they they need you know the top markets that are still available. I mean they they have most of them anyways. So um, and then you'd have Atlanta. Uh, they're number six on the U.S. TV markets, and I know yeah, at- Atlanta. I understand. I understand where the hesitancy comes on get- and Atlanta getting another team. Um, both times that Atlanta had a team, it was bad ownership, and that's why they moved to Canada. Obviously, the Flame, Atlanta Flames, first. Um, but it, it was. But, but, well, actually, Atlanta more moved because the demographic – Atlanta, the, the Flames moved to Calgary uh, because the demographics uh, were, were better better suited for success than in Atlanta at the time. But um, markets obviously change over time. And when the Thrashers came in 99, they were huge. I mean, they were huge, but poor ownership uh, and then losing their lease on the building because, again, poor ownership. Um you, you ended up uh, losing them to Winnipeg because they lost the lease on the building, and Winnipeg at least had a building ready, and that's why I think a team in Atlanta could work if the ownership is there. And then lastly, obviously, Quebec City, number seven in Canadian TV markets. They'd be in the Atlantic because now you'd have that, that rivalry again, the Battle of Quebec with Montreal and Quebec City, bring the Nordiques back. I think a lot of fans would love that. Uh, So, so what do you guys think if the NHL were were to expand? If those four teams or those four cities got a team, I I, I like all of them. Honestly, you know, the only one I would be iffy on is you know Salt Lake City. But again, you have the Utah Jazz owner interested in it, so you already have someone who is owning a franchise, a sports franchise, more specifically. an arguably successful one at that. But, you know, so he has that experience. You know, he has the interest in it. So obviously, you know, it has to... I mean, the ball's in the NHL's court at this point. And we all know how trash Batman is. You know, it's a matter of how willing is he, I guess. Also, you know, they have to pass a vote. I don't know the vote, like, what percentage or how many of the... Like owners and whatnot need to approve. They need a uh, two-thirds majority uh, of the owners need to approve any expansion team, uh, and 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 relocation. They have to have, they have to have a, a two-thirds majority for just the relocation of of a team. So uh, if Arizona needs to relocate and they they want to go to Salt Lake City, the the owners could shoot that down with a with a two-thirds majority vote against. That, that is a very fair point. 
But I, I don't know if the owners will let that happen. But I don't know. They might. Nah, I, I don't think so. I think they would vote against expansion, though, personally. But we the, the NHL model uh, predicts that more teams means more money. It's not like other sports where more teams means less money. It, the, their model is more teams, more money, um, just based on you know projections and stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, I think I, I think most sketchy one to me would be Atlanta just because of the history. But yeah, I would agree there. I but at the same time, at the same time, if you actually get a competent owner, unlike what we had with the Thrashers. We could actually see an Atlanta team actually work. Mike, what do you what do you think? What what what's like? I guess your thoughts on any of these cities: Houston, Salt Lake City, Atlanta, Quebec City. Uh, yeah, I think that they're all good. Um, another one that I was kind of thinking about that used to have a team was the Hartford Whalers. Um, any rumors about them possibly getting a team as well? Uh, Hartford. I, I think a team could work in Hartford. Um. The problem is, is they don't have a building right now, um, and I don't think there's much interest in Hartford. Um, but there is a Canadian city that that seems forgotten about because they used to have an NHL team, is and that's Hamilton. Uh, they had the mm-hmm. Hamilton Tigers for a while back in like the 30s, or, or actually bef- before the NHL was the NHL, but um, or the NHL that we know today. Um, but I think a team there could work. The TV market is pretty big in Hamilton, um, and they and they have a building. But I I just out I don't see them outright beating Quebec City if there is an expansion at all uh, to get a team. I think Quebec City gets that team first. I think that's the first Canadian city to get a team next, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all for adding the historic teams as long as it's not like. I don't know, a historic Californian team, like the Seals. We don't need more California teams. Oh, the Seal the Seals still exist. They're they're San Jose. There's just I know but And like... they're and they're just as bad. Hey now. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Man, we had Eric Carlson. <laughs> yeah, you guys mortgage your future for Carlson just for him to go minus one hundred and not score anything, and then you know once the team and is and then, and then and then and then once the team once the team is bad, he goes completely the opposite way and actually starts playing well, but still having a giant negative in the plus minus column. Um, but yeah, that's kind of gonna kind of wrap it up. I know it's a longer episode where over an hour and a half into this one uh but uh yeah no you're you're all right uh yeah ian Ian, he's gonna be appearing uh every once in a while um you know we'll we'll, we we might have him in once a week who knows we'll we'll just kind of see from there um but yeah uh that's kind of gonna wrap it up for today uh rate review subscribe unsubscribe then resubscribe because apparently that's like a bugged out thing that shows us that we have more downloads and whatever and it helps us out so do that if you can um and uh yeah uh that's it from the mike and andrew so show yeah i'm andrew serowick here with mike meredith Meredith. and i'm ian hi and uh we will and mike and i will be back on tuesday we'll break down uh this weekend's slate of football and uh yeah Thank you guys a lot for listening, and we will see you guys on Tuesday.